This episode of Says Who is you brought can't to you. Stand. No, 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 no. What? We we can't start with a deep sigh. I was now just I centering you. myself, Maureen. That's all. All right, I will breathe myself. We're gonna do. Preparing. We're gonna center. We're both gonna center and a breathe in and exhale. Now, this, lift up your hands. Uh, lift up your hands oh, above your head oh, like your triumph. It's too short in the okay. basement. They kind of do jazz hands. Can you just do jazz just hands? Do I'm just going to go out, out do from my body instead little of Little thicky checks arms, like it's not all dinosaur orchestra arms. That's what we call all dinosaur orchestra arms when you just have them <laughs> clenched to your body and just your hands are out kind of a little bit like a, like a T-Rex. Now. This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. There we go. Better. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get your own extra episode of says who, if you're just a $5 a month supporter or up extra says who every Sunday, who doesn't love that? Patreon.com slash says who. Damn it, Dan, you, you crushed it. You fucking I crushed did. it. Crushed it. Everybody could feel that. Yeah. He's back, baby. The beard I is back. It with, I said it with a smile as I did it. Could you hear the smile, Maureen? I, Dan, I sure as shit could. Good. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, do you like books? Of course you do. Um, I always say the same thing. If you read all books, if you want my books, I've written the Truly Devious series. But I have a, a special little offer this time. So uh, from yes, from now until I believe November first, I think that's it. Uh, Barnes and Noble is featuring Truly Devious, um, and you can get it. So if you go to any Barnes and Noble cafe and buy a cafe item, you can get Truly Devious for five dollars. And they, I think they actually have them at the cafe. Like when you wow. go in, I think they're there. And if you are like, I can't go into Barnes and Noble right now, covered. If you shop at barnesandnoble.com and you buy any book, you can also get Bar- uh, Truly Devious for $5. So, wow. Yeah, it's good. I, I didn't really, I mean, I, when I first heard about this promotion, I was really happy, but um, I didn't realize just how many, like people were like, yeah, I'm going to go and get a coffee and a book um, because it's basically the cost of a second coffee or something like that. So. Um, so people really liked it. I immediately got pictures of people with their coffee or their cookie and the book. So um, it's at any Barnes and Noble or barnesandnoble.com. You can get it for $5 and you get a physical book. Yeah, it's good. It's a good deal. Man. Obviously, local bookstores, st- whenever you buy a book at a local bookstore, you are not just investing in the book. You're investing in the community uh, in a big way. So I'm always going to shout out to Local bookstores and also your library when you use it, that's good. So anyway, that's books. It's a pretty good one today, though, right? It was. It was yeah. full of good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of good stuff, see all right there. I see it. You can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and get yourself some good stuff. We've got mugs, we've got shirts, we've got an apron, we got fanny packs. What else? We got stuff. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. We've got stuff. 
Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a, um, a crab burger. We with... don't. That's not anything that we have. A grape milkshake. And it's not not a thing. Broccoli fries. Be kind of gross. The, both of those would be very gross. Hey, you hey, um, you hey, seem kid. very you seem very wet. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's not raining. Kid, uh, as you might notice, really. if you look back here, the uh, oh. we're we're towing a boat. Yeah, um, this looks a little um looks a little a little wet too. Yeah. Yeah, well, what happened, kid, is, uh, hmm. you wanted a boat parade. Yeah. Like boats. You really if like. I've seen, heard about yeah. this. Yeah. And, a uh, lot of flags and things, huh? A lot of, like, the, do you know how many boats have, how many flags you, I'm very, I'm you very seem, cold and tired. Um. I don't, uh, was under, I, w- I wasn't underwater for a while, but I was in the water for uh, like three, four hours. Um, oh. He said, he said, don't, don't, don't leave the, it was, it, the, it was sinking. It was sinking. It was, it was going down and they told me I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to leave the boat. So I was up there. I was, I was clinging to that Garmin GPS, $3,000 GPS we had on the top of that goddamn boat. And uh, so that's, that's a nice GPS. It is. Uh, you, you probably knew exactly where you went down. Well, they could see us from the shore. We were all out on Lake Travis. Oh, and, uh, oh it's just a just a lake. Yeah, you sunk a lot of on a, a lake. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was, you were on the ocean or something. Where no. like there would be you were on a lake and you sunk. There were too many How boats. What is that? What does that mean? It was there was too much wake, and uh, the bigger boats sank oh. all the smaller boats. Kid and I. That seems. That seems like to, a, a metaphor. We're not to wear life preservers. He says no, no mm. life preservers. So we. Yeah, that seems. I, I, I was trying to advised. Kid, will you um, um get in my boat? I'm not. With no, they clearly your boat is not a safe place to be. Also, well, not a dry it's, one. I'm really dry in here right now, so I'm it's good. It's fine on land. It's fine on land. As long it's, as I'm dragging it behind this car. I don't know if that's true. You don't even have it on a... You don't even have it on a trailer. No. You're, have you just been dragging it yep. across the, the, the road? Yeah, you get used to the sparks. It's that fine. That seems not... Yeah. What you're supposed to do at all. None of this. None of this is what we're supposed to be doing, kid. None of it. Hmm. None of it. It's only going to get worse. There's only there's only eight or so weeks left. Do you realize this? Do you realize how bad it's going to be? Do you have any idea? You mean in the boat? We're all in the same boat. Oh. says who the podcast that isn't a podcast it's a coping strategy i'm dan sinker and i'm maureen johnson i'm telling you thicky check arms when you're feeling feel down good thick <laughs> checks arms hey dan you sound a hell of a lot better than you did last week i'm great because zoom kindergarten didn't happen today maureen <laughs> oh, because <no. laughs> because 
the district has content blockers so that I guess so my five-year-old can't go on porn sites. And today the content blockers rose up and blocked school itself. Oh no, what? I spent I spent 40 minutes being like, what's wrong with this stupid iPad piece of shit thing? Finally ended up calling their tech support, the district's tech support, where I got a very beleaguered and exhausted sounding woman who's like, yeah, our content blocking company is blocking all of the portals that we use. So no school today. It was great. It's like a snow day, except it wasn't wow. snowing. It was awesome. This guy feels so much better. It's kind of amazing how much better I feel. Dan. Oh, I also mm-hmm. didn't get a report from you on Friday about how kindergarten went. Uh, it was fine. I mean, this is the thing. Uh, the last week was a series of simply diminishing my expectations mm-hmm. <laughs> until finally it was low enough that it met them. <sighs> Damn. That's what we like. That's what we like in a school, Maureen. Dan, I'm just going to say... Just lower your expectations until you can't be disappointed by it. As an outsider, I'm listening to your voice, and I I don't want you to think it's time for the Zoom kindergarten to end now. Well, we're going to give it the old kindergarten try. Why? I I don't know. I don't know kind of feels like we're like now we're in some sort of game of chicken with our own sanity. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Just well, stop. Wait, does this mean that uh the that the teenager also didn't have school? No, so the uh, the high school and the grade schools where I live are different districts and the high school is run remarkably competently and the grade schools are if if you were to reveal to me that the school board was just sort of a box of chickens, it would make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. It's all sort of pecking at each other and shitting on each other. Dan, the difference when you don't have kindergarten in the sound of your voice is so extreme that I think every single one of us is going to advise you right now <laughs> to immediately stop <laughs> doing the kindergarten. And this is on, I'm having a raging allergies today. So my, I am, my body is sort of under siege by my nose. And yet I still feel better. Allergies can fuck right off this year. I mean, yeah, honestly, I had an allergy attack the other day. And when I went outside, it was kind of windy and I started to cough just because it was yeah. picking up something on the wind. And I was like, oh no, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. No, no. It's just not allowed this year. No. You were coughing down the street. and You were like, I've never seen Manhattan so empty. As people were diving off into side streets as you walked. It is just not allowed. No, it's not. It is. uh, It is. What day is it? We are recording this on the 8th of September. This is coming out on the 9th of September. Uh, Here in Chicago, it is. The weather is like a early November day it is there is a chill in the air to the point that i have a sweatshirt on wow and uh it is it is rainy and nasty uh but i am very thankful 
because uh, all the folks that I know out West are literally living in hell right now. So we're thinking of you. It was 122 in parts of the LA area this weekend. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about. It doesn't seem good. No. And I have friends in Colorado today, again, September 8th, who are getting snow. Yeah. And yet they are also having forest fires. Yeah. Doesn't seem good. Nothing, nothing in that seems good. No, no, it really doesn't. This is, uh, so the whole LA or California heat situation and the smoke between the fires and the. Yeah. Uh, the NorCal, air I think is even worse air quality wise than SoCal, but they are both not good. Not good. No, I mean, I will say here on the East Coast, we are having a kind of picture perfect day. It's that kind of sweet 78, 79, maybe just touching 80 kind of day, sunny, real soft. Um, so, yeah, we had that know. all weekend. It was really nice. And now we're sort of we we descended into fall, apparently. In It'll September. come back. Oh, it'll definitely come back. I'm not, I don't think that this is it, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take a couple of days, although it has really rocked the entire inside of my head in a way that is not all that fun. But anyway, Maureen. Wait, we have an important anniversary coming up. We sure do. We We sure do. We have two of them. Well, we have two. Yeah. One is that uh looks like on Sunday we will celebrate six months of quarantine. We I have I have, I have lost quarantine? count in weeks and months. I that you know what? I was wondering this about a week or two ago. Like I don't know what even to call this anymore. Yeah. It's not quarantine it's i mean technically it has never been quarantine right but i don't know what this sort of extended limbo is actually other than just what life i guess that's what you call it now i don't know it's it's a weird it is weird to me uh, that i don't have words to describe what this is anymore yeah, because it's different everywhere. I mean, still here in New York, um, a lot of stuff isn't open. Uh, right. Things like retail has opened again. You you can't eat inside of restaurants, and there's there's now a really terrifyingly harebrained plan that uh, in order to reopen indoor dining, I believe it was Cuomo suggested putting a 4,000 police officers into restaurants to enforce. I'm sorry? Yeah, you heard me correctly. Wow. And I want to talk about just real briefly why that's a terrible idea. Uh, I guess the first line is 4,000 police officers inside of restaurants enforcing social distancing, top line cops in restaurants. Second... <sighs> They are real bad at wearing masks. 
frequently, I mean, I saw a lot of cops around and they are most likely not wearing masks. They don't like them. They don't wear them. Not, not the NYPD. So, um, so yeah, that is the current plan on the table. That seems, I mean, I know well, that Bill de Blasio is a moron, but yeah. boy, that really seems like a plan that is just about as tone deaf to the moment as you can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bad. That is something. But yeah, like, I think that we could be eating inside a restaurant if we wanted to uh, at some sort of lower capacity, but we haven't. I actually, Maureen Johnson, I stepped foot into a building for oh. the first time since March 13th uh, in this last week because the teen, uh, they did a distanced pickup of uh, his high school books and things like that. Uh, did, was, did you just step into a haunted house? Sorry. I, I had to get another pair of headphones because this one <laughs> gave me the, yes. <laughs> so uh the teenagers school did a distanced pickup of the various school books and things that he needs to complete his high school year and when we did it and this was like two or three weeks ago and i i've talked about this high school before it is four thousand kids so every single thing is this massive production and it's always kind of amazing that it goes off as planned and so we did this distance pickup and we got home they put the you know they put the books right into the trunk of our car everything was great uh we got home and i grabbed the bag and i said wow man th there's not a lot in here and there was like one novel and of handout <laughs> Okay. And so he very dutifully wrote all of his teachers and said, yeah, I think that I might be missing some stuff. Can you give me a rundown of what I should have gotten? And then, you know, as one would expect, he got this very long list of things. And now every single item is being released in sort of dribs and drabs. And the most recent was that we had to go to the high school to pick up, I think, a physics workbook or something like that. So that was a big that was a big moment for me going into a building. It was all he came with me. And as he rightly pointed out, he said, not only is this the first building that I've been in since March 13th, it was the last building I was in as well. And then he just laughed and he said, I'm making my triumphant return. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. funny. And then, he, then he got his physics notebook and they actually had a very good, very, very good system for all of that. And the person distributing it was behind plexiglass and you know all of that. So anyway, my don't call it a quarantine. It's been here for years has uh, taken on a new phase in which I have stepped into a building. Yeah, I go. I mean, I do go in and out of buildings. Not every day, but once or twice a week. Um, yeah, it's usually Walgreens. Um, yeah, I mean, Wal we we have been in a very lucky position in that we have uh, we do groceries, we pick up and they bring them right into the trunk of the car. And then Janice's various meds, she gets mailed to her. 
So uh, we have not had to do the pharmacy stuff and things like that. But as with anything that goes this long, you know, we are now reaching the point where we need to do doctor's appointments and things like Mm -hmm. that. So everything goes out the window. I will say that because New York was so ravaged that, again, we have systems here. So everywhere is plexiglass barriers and masks and a lot of face shields. And so our, um, our rates are like, we're doing really well here. So, yeah. And we're all, you know, pretty careful. And, um, I've, I've seen some fascinating things. Like I, we have a lot of nail salons in New York city, just like there's usually one or two every block. And a lot, I mean, there's been a lot of publicity about how nail care workers are treated poorly, um, yeah. deprived of their tips or forced to live in, like, basically forced to live in small cramped places and have a lot of their money taken away and have their work permits held over their heads, that kind of situation. So they, this is already uh, an employee group that suffers quite a lot. And I, when I walk down the street and pass nail salons, I see two things, which are um, really seemingly well-constructed barriers have been built around the pedicure chairs and the stations. So when you get into a pedicure chair, is like a chair up on a platform. So you sit up on yeah. this chair and then there's like a sink below. So you know what it looks like. And they've built little compartments around all of them. So there's like a little swinging plexiglass door so you would the door swings open and then it closes and then your feet just kind of come out and oh, wow um, so each one each chair has one of those around it and then the stations are similar that they plexiglass barriers have been built around all of those um but you basically never see anybody i've seen like two people in the nail salons so mostly you see the employees sitting there like reading their phones. Um, it's very sad. Yeah. But the ingenuity and the care that has been put into building protections around the chairs for everybody um, yeah. is encouraging. So we have a lot of also going into Walgreens here. It's like me going to a speakeasy because <laughs> Walgreens has the stuff. So when you go in, I, I try to peek in. So I kind of run in through the double doors and there's a little, a little cart that they have up front now that's just full of crap like just various things that have to be reshelved but every once in a while they'll have like 20 bottles of alcohol and a hastily printed out sign that says limit two (laughs) and then i have i think i got a bottle of alcohol once i have managed to get two cans of disinfectant um every once in a while they have these weird off-brand um disinfectant wipes so I've gotten two containers of those. Um, so, and also Ace Hardware has these like really strange items every once in a while that you can go in and get. And um, so I've been, next week, Dan, if all goes to plan, I'm going to get a car like I did when I went away in uh, July. Uh, but I'm going to drive down and see my parents for the day and out in the backyard. Like I'm going to wow. finally check in on them and see how they are in person. I, I talk to them every day and I send them all their food. 
I send them, I've made sure they never had to go to a store even once. So I've purchased every single thing and that sent it to amazing. their house in six months. So like, I'm like, the whole point is that you will want for nothing. If you want something, I will find it. If my dad wants some weird item that for whatever reason, the supermarket doesn't have Dan, I will source that shit. Yeah. <laughs> find it. And I will send it to them no matter where I have. And I spend a lot of time doing this to end a lot of time. Just like you want that. The thing that's making you all antsy is that you can't get your smuckers, pineapple ice cream topping. I will search the world <laughs> and I will find it for you. So, um, but I, I collect things in a bag for them. So I have, um, some spray, some face shields, uh, things that I haven't been able to get online or that can't be sent a bottle of bleach, things like that. And, uh, these are the triumphant things I'm going to, that's my triumphant return is I'm going to go down and we're going to nice. sit either outside or in, there's like a, they have a screened in mm -hmm. porch area. So or down there and, uh, I will bring them this bag of, of stuff and then I will drive back in the evening. So, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there exciting. you go. Yeah. We're, we're back. You know, who else is back Maureen? Congress. Ooh. Mm. they're back from their summer vacation because that must be nice in the midst of a pandemic an economic crisis and a racial reckoning to get some good old R&R &R. yep sounds good they gotta be ready and rested and just just raring to help well, sounds good doesn't it they're ready. Mm -hmm. They're ready to go. Good to have Are you they? back, boys. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know it was a it was a good time for you guys to take off, but uh Yeah. Now you're ready. So are we. Remember when they sent us twelve hundred dollars? That was good. That was a good time. That was what? Four months ago? Yeah, when was Thanks. that? Thanks for the effort. It was like March and April. Jesus. Thanks for the thanks for the effort, guys. I really appreciate it. Dan, I one thing I did this uh this last week was I bought a new monitor for my computer. Uh yeah. my the monitor I was using broke, and then the one they sent me was broken and had screws rattling around inside of it. So then I had to send <laughs> that one back and get another one. So it was a lot of like ridiculous circular stuff like that. But I was like, all right, well, while I'm doing this, I'll move stuff in and out of my closet because I needed supplies. And I was like, well, while I'm in here and I dragged out the bins of, of emergency food because some of them oh, had reached yeah. six months old. So I had to look at all the dates of the things say, okay, some of you, some of you are going to go into regular circulation now and be eaten. <laughs> they were like, yay. And uh, uh, that included a large box I'd bought of um, of the uh, shelf stable milk. Oh yeah! And wow! In little individual containers, like you would give to a little kid. That was the only way to oh, buy it. Yeah. So I I dragged this into the kitchen and I said to Oscar, "You got to drink all this milk. You got to drink all these <laughs> little weird little milks. You got to start putting this in your coffee because." Uh, you got to use them. So I've been putting these UVH, is that what it's called? Uh, milk in my coffee. And the first day I did, I, I was sipping it and I went, hmm. and I was realized I was very happy about it. And it made me feel like it had a taste memory that was very pleasant. And I was like, 
what about this is making it so cheerful? And, and I realized, Dan, that the happy, familiar feeling I was tasting was that it tasted like airplane coffee. Oh. Which is, oh. I don't know what to, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. That's sad. Because airplane very, coffee's terrible, but it it's is. now nostalgic. Yeah. I get don't mm. are you also getting these increasingly desperate uh emails from airlines? Oh yeah. Yeah, well we had a um we had a trip to Disney planned for this fall. Janice was going to do one of the um the half marathon there. And we have canceled all of that, but um kayak.com keeps sending me increasingly just absurd airline offers for the same week that we were supposed to go. The most recent was $60 round trip. Like what? Oh my God. I couldn't take a bus to like, you know, St. Louis for $60 round trip. I don't think. There's no way that's covering the jet fuel. Oh, no. And definitely not co covering the, like, cleaning that would be needed. No. No. Uh, uh, yeah, speaking. They hmm. just sound, they just sound so, so sad and so lonely. They do. My favorite is uh, United, I swear, has sent at least three or four different, like, We've upgraded our cleaning policies and they keep renaming it so that now it's like when you when you fly, you're on the clean diamond 17 plus cleaning service. Yeah, it's like, OK, you know what, United suck my ass. The last time I was <laughs> flying around with you during tour, I sat in a seat that had a straight up used bandaid on the armrest <laughs> and i was like there is a used band-aid on this armrest and to be fair somebody did come and remove it and wipe the seat down but oh well that was you know nice. what but you know what like come on you we all know what you're up to and the people taking their masks off and the you know what suck it <laughs> suck it airline industry not your employees <laughs> your employees obviously with them they work hard with, a, with an often thankless job of people who are terrible to them because we're all herded around like cattle and forced to to run onto the gate onto the plane hunger game style to try to shove things into the overhead space to save money and so we don't have to check bag and you make us fight for resources and club each other and sit with 90 pound bags on our laps you know what suck my ass we're not going <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Diamond 59 it's, cleaning, whatever. That just, you cleaned. Stop yeah. making people clean the planes in 30 seconds for, for 50 cents an hour. Sounds like a good plan. You jags. Well, Maureen Johnson, mm. if you thought air travel was fun, let me tell you about boat travel. I wish you would. So uh, the Donald Trump boat parades are going well this weekend at Lake Travis in Austin, Texas. Five boats sank. 
Many more had to call in for distress and were towed before they sank. The final of the five that sank, Maureen, three are still submerged. The, the weather was calm. The boats sank themselves. I... We're so what the first carry. photos I saw, I saw really big waves, and I was like, wow, that seems super choppy to have gone out on the water. Turns out those huge waves were being generated by other Trump boats who were gunning their engines and things like that because it was hilarious to swamp boats. Yeah. We all enjoyed that day, Dan. No one was, no one was hurt. No. Right? No one was hurt, so we can laugh all we want. Because it's funny. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, that like I that day we were all really united with I mean when when the um when the hashtag dumb Kirk started to trend, I mean that was that was good. That was a that was a good was, that was a good joke. It's funny. It's a funny joke. Good stuff. It's a big hat, it's funny. And uh yeah, uh what do you even say? I honestly Dan, if there isn't a jet ski parade, I don't know my onions. I mean, there it's it's got to be coming. These <laughs> people love boats. They love boats. It's like a it's a real boaty kind of group. Boats and motorcycles because I I assume that you've seen what's coming in out of Sturgis. Oh yeah. There's been a paper today and I'm just going to read you the introductory paragraph. Oh, I have not seen this. One, introduction, begins with a quote. Now we're all here together tonight, and we're being human once again. Fuck that COVID shit. Smash Mouth lead guitarist Steve Harwell, 2020 Sturgis Concert. <laughs> Restrictions on large gatherings were a near-universal policy adopted by U.S. So uh, it's just the way it starts out is amazing. And they're estimating that something like 250,000 cases are going to come out of it. Um, uh, a new study, a new study which tracked uh, cell phone data, over 250,000 coronavirus cases have now been tied to the 10-day event. 250,000? Yes. I have not seen that. Jesus. Yes, that has just come out. Uh, and the it's now officially classed as a super spreader event. That is estimated that is going to cost uh, the public uh, or just in general costs uh, $12 billion in public health costs. Jesus. Well, I mean, so. certainly even if you just look at South Dakota and North Dakota's COVID numbers, they were, you know, these are these are not populated states. So their numbers have always been relatively low. And they have in the last couple of weeks in the, the start of Sturgis hit and their covid numbers just shoot up into basically just vertical lines straight up at this point. So well done, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to even know what to say about that. But yes, this is again where we're at yeah it is where uh, we're at. well you know where else we're at maureen tell me we are in a military cemetery in france in 2018 according to the atlantic that ran a story uh on thursday trump 
If you remember, it was the 100-year anniversary of the Battle of Bellew Woods in World War I. This is, a, this is a place where 1,800 Americans have died, and there is a cemetery there. And Trump was in France to mark the 100-year anniversary of that and did not go to the cemetery at the time. They said it was because it was raining and his helicopter couldn't fly, which... I don't think that's how helicopters work. I don't think so. But uh, now it turns out, according to The Atlantic, he asked his aides, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. Because according to him, if you, are a, if you die in a war, you're a loser and a sucker. Another incident in the story had Trump and John Kelly, uh, who at the time was his chief of staff, General John Kelly, uh, together at Arlington Cemetery, where Kelly was paying respects at his son's grave. And Trump walked up and said, I don't get it. What's in it for them? Seems great. Seems great. There's been a lot of blowback, uh, as one might expect. Uh, the Trump campaign and the White House have denied that he says that, even though there are a lot of uh, previous existing reports of him saying that, you know, John McCain wasn't a real war hero because he got caught and that he was a loser and things like that. So it, you know, it goes to say that there's a lot of pre-existing argument uh, yeah. in the, this favor. This honestly, when this broke, I was surprised it was a story because I thought we knew this. I thought that this was a, and yeah. I, I didn't, it, it, and I think it was just that I'd been thinking about all the other times that he'd said pretty much this exact right. same thing. Yeah. Every other time, every other time, but Maureen, that's been well covered. What hasn't been well covered is what he did on his trip to France after he ditched the cemetery. And I'd like to read to you, Maureen, let's have a little read together. Mm. An article from Bloomberg. I'm not going to read the headline because it gives it away. But this is how it starts. After Donald Trump's planned trip to a French cemetery for fallen Marines was canceled in November 2018, the U.S. Remember, canceled by him. The U.S. Mm. leader had some extra time on his hands in a mansion filled with artwork. The next day, he went art shopping or the presidential equivalent. Trump fancied several of the pieces in the U.S. ambassador's historic residence in Paris, where he was staying, and on a whim, had them removed and loaded onto Air Force One, according to people familiar with the matter. The works, a portrait, a bust, and a set of silver figurines were brought back to the White House. Seems great. Uh... Trump's spur-of-the-moment art caper was never previously reported. The incident was met with a mixture of amusement and astonishment at the time, but caused headaches for White House and State Department staffers, according to several people familiar with the episode. Ah, uh, it's just good. The story unfolded like this. While in Paris with other world leaders to commemorate the centennial of the end of World War I, Trump stayed at the official residence of U.S. Ambassador Jamie McCourt the palatial Hotel de Pontalaba, or however you would say that in French. The mansion in Paris's chic 8th 
arrondissement dates to 1842 and has served as the flagship of the State Department's Art in Embassies Cultural Diplomacy Program and is open to tours. (sighs) The Trump's planned visit to Bellywood Cemetery was canceled and that left Trump with about six hours of free time in the ambassador's residence. It's like one of those supermarket sweeps. I mean, it really is. Yeah. The next day, Trump pointed out a Benjamin Franklin bust, a Franklin portrait, and a set of figurines of Greek mythical characters and insisted the pieces come back with him to Washington. You know what it is? It's more like, Jeffer, I think this is, I don't know if they do it anymore, but on the game Wheel of Fortune, it used to be that all the money you won in the game you didn't just get the money. You went on a weird shopping spree. So they would open yeah. a curtain and they'd have like all this crap, like uh, just with price tags on it. And you would immediately have to pick what items you wanted with the money that you'd won. So if you won $5,000, you had $5,000 to spend in this room of crap. And it was, a, it was always something like this ceramic Puma for $700. <laughs> these matching uh, elf candlesticks for eleven hundred. It was just weird shit. Yeah, and there a lot was of always skis. a lot of jet skis, a figurine of a puma, all frequently figured into it. Um, just stuff that you would not expect would cost this much money, and that I could just see him kind of going around and going, "I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this." Yeah. McCourt, the ambassador, was startled, but didn't object. Trump later quipped that the envoy would get the art back, quote, in six years when his potential (laughs) second term in office would be winding down. The president brought these beautiful historic pieces, which belong to the American people, back to the United States to be prominently displayed in the People's House. White House spokesman Judd Deere said, how perfect the name is Judd Deere. I mean, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good name, Judd Deer. That guy, well done. He's got a hundred percent. He's got a special uh, stand by the door for his baseball caps. Oh yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And and it's like it's wood. Kind of looks like antlers, and it's wood. And mm. he's got like a a wood engraved Judd. Yeah, it's like Judd's lids or something. Yeah, both both Judd's and lids spelled with a Z. Trump's move prompted some hair pulling and a furious exchange of emails back home between the State Department's Bureau of Overseas Building Operations and White House officials who organized the art transfer. It's good stuff. Maureen, hope you're sitting down for this one. Trump, who once used his charity to purchase a large portrait of himself, is known to display his private West Wing to, to display in his private West Wing dining room mementos from various official trips and encounters. Over time, that's included a pair of shoes gifted by Kanye West and an ultimate fighting championship belt. I got to go. Um, <laughs> I got to move to any other country right away. Ah. <sighs> The figurines that caught Trump's eye found a new home on the fireplace mantle in the Oval Office. Depicting Greek gods, they date to the early 20th century and were made by Napolitan artist Luigi Avolio, who was trying to pass them off as sculptures from the 16th or 17th centuries. 
<sighs> in an in an antiques moment roadshow moment, Wengraff, this is London-based art dealer Patricia Wengraff, described the figurines as quote. 20th century fakes of wannabe 17th century sculptures and of little value. Checks out. Checks out. The French art collection episode comes with a curious footnote. After White House art curators examined the pieces Trump brought home, the president was told that the Franklin bust was also a replica. He joked that he liked the fake better than the original. Two people familiar with the episode said... Mm -hmm. The Franklin portrait snagged from Paris was also a copy of the one Joseph Siffred Duplanis painted in France in 1785, which was then held by the Natural Portrait Gallery. The curators actually ended up taking the original from the National Portrait Gallery and switched it with the fake. So that Trump has the original now in the White House. Anyway, you know, when you skip out on a hundred year anniversary of 1800 Americans dead in a French battle. Why not go pilfer art from a mansion? I mean, we're so far beyond. I mean. We don't have a, the Germans will have a word for something like this for when you're so far beyond parody that you've, you know. (laughs) We're so, Dan, I just. Maureen, you forgot to mention the other anniversary that's coming up. We got stuck on the six month anniversary of quarantine, but also next week, the four year anniversary of this very podcast i'm not ready we just started dan i'm in my closet you're not in your closet anymore i still record in the basement you've never moved i have never moved you have many times no i mean i've gone from the closet to oh i went from the bedroom closet then for a while i converted the closet in my office i filled that with uh with uh, soundproofing tiles and i used to sit in there in the dark with a little flashlight that's right uh, until i discovered that you heard me just the same if i sat outside the closet so then i took all those tiles down and reclaimed my closet which was honestly a a tremendous uh boon for me uh for a while i recorded in the living room where one time remember i got punched in the face by a puppy in the living room yep and yeah you uh, used to record it inside the puppy zone one time yeah i was in the puppy zone and she jumped up and got me in the face and uh it happens a lot and uh then uh now i just record at my desk because i used to have to set up it used to take me 20 minutes to set up i'd have to drag equipment and i'd have to set up a little table in the dark and I would say, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Now, I'm just ready to go pretty much instantly. Now, any time is go time. Every time it's is good. go time. And to as if to commemorate this occasion of says who and not, and not the election, our guy, Mr. Says Who himself, has today, Tuesday, released today. A- released a book and Dan I sent you a message that said are we going to have to read this dumb book and you said yes 
Yeah, we are going to have to read this dumb book. But I don't, don't want to pay. I don't want to give him any money. So no, me neither. I don't read books pirated online. I will read this book pirated online because uh, I am definitely attempting not to give him money. Yeah. Or any Disloyal, company that would, yeah, yeah, a memoir. I read the introduction because oh, you could you? read that for free online. Like you could just click on it and see it. And it's the first chapter of there I was in the car going to my Senate testimony. I was wearing a baseball cap, you know, that that obligatory set the scene chapter. Yeah. The I bet you're wondering how I got here chapter. He should have hired us to ghostwrite it. We would have done a very good job. The best thing about him having a ghostwriter would have been that maybe maybe he would have read the first chapter and then be like, it looks good. And then we could have done fucking anything. Been going to space, fucking traveling back in time, finding a race of giants. (sighs) That would have been good. But no good. What we have is we could have written the entire thing as a land of the lost fanfic. And he would not have known. Been hanging out with the slee stacks. Presumably, we're not going to have to read it because the uh, reporters will read it and then all the highlights will be posted. It's probably true. Yeah, I have to say, Maureen Johnson, the prospect of reading that book, I in in all conceptual ways, I am like, yes, we should read it. And then I try to think about when on Earth. During my waking hours, which are literally never a moment of stopping, that would happen. And I don't know. Do you know that there are so many books out about the tr- about Trump and the Trump from Trump insiders and in general that I believe there is now a book coming out that is just a book about the books about Trump? Ah, oh, dang. That, was, <laughs> that person had a good, that was a good pitch there. Damn it. So, yeah. I mean, they all of these motherfuckers, they all have books. All of them. All of them. Oh, yeah. Think about if he if he loses or I guess even if he doesn't, you know, there's there will be a big turnover of his staff between four and five, you know, year four and the start of year five. Uh, Man, that'll be a whole nother set of books. But if he loses, watch out. Did you you hear volume? Did you hear me typing? Keyboard. Yeah, because I, I believe, uh, yeah, uh, also today, Sarah Huckabee Sanders published her memoir. Yeah, yeah. She also came out swinging against the allegations that Trump has said anything but just the highest of praise for our nation's warriors. And if there isn't someone that you can believe, it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Come on. She is just well-known for her forthright honesty. I was so used to not seeing her face, and then I had to look at her picture. And um, Yeah. Oh, and someone, uh, someone has just posted a, uh, a photo of being on an airplane when I was looking uh, when I was looking up Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and it's someone I know who is someone booked a, a flight um, back to New York to come home and 
he uh, he says, here's a picture of it. It's pre-COVID full. And it is true that this plane is just absolutely full of people. Yeah, I I know a few people that have had to fly for for various one for a work thing, one for there was his his father ended up in the hospital and he had to fly back. And uh, all of them have said this. I was expecting an empty flight and I was on a completely full flight. Yeah, a lot of people eating food on the flights, too, which just really feels like, come on now. I mean, I would be sitting there with a full like a like an old timey aquanaut kind of helmet on with a little yeah. a little window <laughs> full spacesuit oh dan well this time next week we'll be celebrating 4 years 4 years ah oh. oh, and you know <laughs> you know who we have to thank for that says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Where every Sunday you get a whole other episode of says who, which is now I think the quarantine Sunday, we are rolling up on 25 episodes of quarantine Sunday. So our extra bonus episode is now at the healthy number of podcasts episode of a podcast. I mean, and what you know, we're just we're just two months away from the debut of Says Two, our podcast where we wait for the actual results of the election to be announced. And the thing is that it's a hundred percent guarantee that that's going to be happening. Oh yeah, without yeah, the the I believe the either the governor or the uh, head of elections for the state of Michigan has now said that they will not be releasing their election results for likely a week. So yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a good one. Says two. You'll be able to get that through Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Probably. We don't know, but why not? Please help us. Please. <laughs> please help us. We we're not making good choices. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. We please help us. Please help us. Is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo (laughs) is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H E Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard and has been filled since last week's episode where i just was in a pure state of misery over zoom kindergarten it has been filled with parents and teachers alike commiserating about how they are dealing or not dealing with remote schooling or in-person schooling the thing that one needs to remember when thinking about schooling right now is every choice is terrible so that's great that's great Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, September 16th, for our four-year anniversary episode.
See you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) See you tomorrow. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From my desk here in New York City. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been and will always be Says Who. Please help us. Please help us. Please help us. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. We really don't. We really don't. (sighs) Ah.